0: Hey, uh, on my channel, you probably have heard many, many times where I was saying that uh, the proper management is uh, defining the goals for people and uh, defining the rewards which people get when the goals are achieved and defining punishments when uh, goals are not achieved. They could be different kinds of rewards and punishments, money, appreciation, points, whatever, but they have to be there. So people have to be interested in moving to these goals by themselves without the the push from the management without the extra motivation provided by the management, like status meetings or these scrum stand-ups and all of that. However, the reality is different, so in real teams which uh, I work sometimes in and many people like you work in, we don't have that, we don't have an ability to motivate people like this, we have just Programmers. We have a, in software teams. We have just programmers working on a payroll, which they get every month. So no matter what happens, they work. They don't work. They achieve the goals. They don't achieve the goals. They just stay in the company, and uh, we cannot do anything with them. We cannot really motivate them anyhow, and we cannot then punish them anyhow. And uh, when you try to uh, manage the team like this, the team which consists of people who basically are absolutely out of your control, they just do whatever they want, more or less. Then uh, the question is how do you, you know, make them actually move towards the goals you give them. Let's say you're the project manager, you're the manager, you, you want to get some results from them. What I see very often is that when you get these people together in the room and then you ask them what is the progress of our project, how are we doing, where are we going, then and they start talking one by one, explaining answering your question, so you expect the answer, where are we? The answers will be all around what are we doing. Like they will say what they were doing yesterday, what they were doing last week, what they're planning to do, how difficult is the work and all of that, but nothing about the progress, nothing about the situation where they are. So nobody will tell you that we are 60% down the road and the completion completion rate is this and that. They will only make you uh, make the speeches In my opinion, with the main objective of those speeches, will be to make excuses so that you don't get upset. So they want the manager to be happy, they want the manager to be in general satisfied with what they do, so they will tell you long stories about how busy they are, how much they work, how difficult is the task, and the meeting can last for hours like this. You will listen to these stories, you will listen, you will be not you will not feel right to interrupt them because they're all respected people. They will tell you very interesting things, technical things. So you will just sit and listen and listen and listen. I believe they're just excuse makers, most of them. I'm not blaming anybody person personally because I've seen most people do this. I, could, I would do the same. If my manager would ask me what's going on, where are we? I would start telling the story about how busy I am and how much my work is actually valuable for the company and how much is how big is my contribution everything except from the real status of the of the results which i am supposed to produce because nobody likes to talk about results we all love to talk about uh, us being super busy so to solve this to get out of this excuse making path i we actually over the last few years of practicing and, and experimenting made a, a, a framework which I called Simba. I just published a blog post about that. It. It's called Simba: uh, Simple Management by Artifacts. Management, you know, management by objectives—that's quite uh, old term and call quite old, old idea—but I'm suggesting uh, management by artifacts which basically involve four simple procedures, just four, which you can apply to any software team, or maybe not even software team, and just uh, make people follow these procedures. And it seems to me, according to my experience, they will, from excuse makers, they will turn into results makers, results producers. So the first step is the plan. The plan I suggest to have a plan for any team and the plan has to consist has to be a list of artefacts, which we are planning to produce. Each line in the plan, and the plan has to be just a simple document, in my experience it's just one page. Just one page will be enough for a plan, for a one or maybe even two years plan, for a group of ten people, so it's a pretty large team. Each line in the, in the plan is the artefact, only the artefact, the document, the piece of software, the new module, the new paper, the new technical report, something which is tangible result. We never put in the plan that the activities, we never say uh, uh, coding the module, or researching the possibility, blah, 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 or deploying the system, or configuring the pipeline, this is not what goes into the plan. Only artifacts, only nouns, the deployment pipeline, the document, the module and all of that. And for each artifact we say who is responsible. We absolutely always need a responsible person. So we never say we are responsible for the artifact. That's that's a complete false idea. Nothing will be delivered if we are responsible. So each artifact has to be one person responsible who is who of course can involve everybody else. Of course we all work together. Of course one person cannot make a a big technical report. So that person will involve others. That person will probably not be the main contributor to the document, not the main developer of the artifact, but that person, responsible person, I call it the owner. So the owner of this artifact has to Uh, be uh, the one who we ask about what's going on. So this owner of the document always is responsible for completing, for delivering the artifact to the reviewer. So we have another person called reviewer who will accept the artifact by the certain date. So in the plan we have the name of the artifact, the name of the reviewer, the, the owner, the name of the reviewer, and the date when we expect the artifact to be delivered. That's all. That's the plan. And actually, one more column, one more thing, one more item for, for each for each line, that's the completion rate, which you can use, for example, 60%, 80%, something, which is quite subjective. So I would not really rely that much on this number because you know this rule that any software is always 99% complete, but we do this one percent for years. So people will tend to give you a higher percentage of completion than they than the completion really is. So this, this item, this parameter is not really important. What's important is the title of the document, owner and reviewer. and That's all, that's your plan. And this plan stays in front of you, if you're the team, it stays in front of you the whole, uh, during the whole uh, uh, duration of the project. You look at this plan on every status call. So we make status calls with the team once a week. We don't do stand-up uh, meetings every, every, every day, that's, that's too much, but we do status calls. I know you know that uh, meetings are a bad idea in general, but remember, we don't pay people for results, so we pay them for the time, so we need this status call. So each status call consists of a very short session, just half an hour, where we open the plan, the plan which contains the artifacts. We look at the plan, and we try to answer the main question. Will this amount of artifacts delivered in this particular order be enough to complete the project? So we say a plan of 15 items, so we look at these 15 items every week, and we ask ourselves, is it enough? Is it our entire scope? Do we really answer all the questions of the project? Do we really deliver everything in the right sequence, in the right order? And do we really have the people committed to deliver those results. So we don't really ask those people much like tell us about what you're doing. We're not interested in what they're doing. Because like I say, when you ask people what's going on, they will immediately turn into excuse makers. They will start making you long stories about how busy you are and you will listen and nod your head because you respect, I mean, I told you about this already. So we don't really much ask them about what's going on, we just ask them are you still committed to deliver this thing to this particular date? Do you really are you still sure that that's possible? And if the answer is yes, we just move to another item. We do that every week on a status call. It's very productive. Thing number three is that we have uh, weekly reports. So in each project, we have like team coordinator, somebody who is responsible for taking for taking care of this plan and observing the situation and making meetings. Usually, it's not the key technical guy. It's more like an organiz- organizer. It's more like administrative uh, person. So that. Team coordinator uh, sends an email to everybody who is involved in the project from the upper level, like the boss, the sponsor, the, 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 the control points, everybody. A weekly report, every Monday, we call the Monday reports. So Monday report contains a very short list of things, actually three points, three blocks. The first block is what we've done over the last week, not what we were doing, but what were the results we managed to deliver last week? One, two, three, four. that's enough. 4, 5. The second block is what we are planning, what kind of results we're planning to deliver next week. Not what we are planning to do. We are planning to deliver something, this software, this document and so forth. And the block number 3, what are the risks? What may go wrong? We already anticipate that to go wrong or we feel like this may go wrong. Like simple risk analysis. It's very important to see for everybody that the team is under control, that the project is under control. What was delivered, what will be delivered, and the risks. Very simple email, no documents attached, no attachments, don't need to make PDF, Word document, nothing like that. Just a simple plain text email, it should take 5 minutes to write, maybe 10 minutes to write for the team coordinator. Every Monday in the morning about the previous week. That helps everybody to stay on track. And the final thing which we have, we have demo sessions. So we ask uh, the team coordinator, uh, goes around the team and ask people what they're doing, because each of them is working on some artifacts. This guy is doing a, a research, making the research paper, another one is writing the code, making the new version of the product and so on and so forth. So we ask them, do you want to make a presentation about your work? This is your moment of, of, of glory. This is where you can tell us how busy you are. This is where you can start making excuses, this is where you can present your stuff and say Hey guys, look how busy I am, this is my valuable contribution, give me your opinion and all like that. So this is when we listen to you and and we help you to make the product better. So these are the four elements, the plan, the, the status calls, Monday reports, and finally, demo sessions. That's all you need to do. And actually, and actually we are trying to uh, record everything, like demo sessions, status calls, we just do video recording, because we do it online most of, that, most of them, so they're not, you know, today we do almost everything online, so we record those Zoom sessions and we post them, these recorded sessions, we post them on our uh, unlisted YouTube channel. So when the project goes forward, we have a long list of video calls, where if you are interested you can get, get back and see how it happened. All the demo sessions, how we discuss technical things, how we had these conversations. So that's all we have and this helps us, in my opinion, for the last year, for the last few years actually, to keep a few teams, actually many teams I participate in, like. I don't know, seven or eight projects right now as a as a member of the project, not a team coordinator. I participate sometimes as a as a contributor, somewhere I'm as a programmer, somewhere as like a, a researcher, somewhere I just I just observe what's going on. So we use this framework, let's call it, the protocol for, for almost two years. And it seems to be that uh, it seems to be quite effective in the situation when we cannot Uh, pay people for the result. Of course, none of that would be necessary if you just have people who get their money for the results they deliver. No report, no money. No code, no money. Then you don't need any kind of these frameworks, then we get back to proper management. But this is an intermediary step between uh, completely no management and proper management. Try it out. If you're interested, read the blog post. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Bye-bye.